Hey, how's it going? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Omar G Show. Uh, first and foremost, let me start off by saying happy Independence Day. Happy 4th. Happy 4th of July. Today is um, 4th of July, Saturday. And I'm just chilling at the crib, not, not doing nothing. I think um, the most exciting thing that I did so far was uh, go to the market and pick up pick up a 12 pack of uh, Lagunitas. Why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, so today on today's show, uh, I invited my nephew Derek to come through. We're going to conversate with him a little bit and he's going to tell us a little bit about his life. So let me hit you with this intro so he can get ready to chop it up with Derek Delgado. <laughs> everybody uh today's guest we have Derek Delgado he's a 26 year old man from Diamond Bar California today here in the building what's up Derek what's good with you what's up man I'm excited to be here thank you for finally having me on well thank you for coming man so uh what's good with you man um I know we haven't talked for like quite a quite a bit now like what like what'd you say good three weeks a little bit more i think the last time i really talked to you was like the day of my birthday when you came through yeah but even then we didn't really you know get to sit down and really have some conversations you know the family's around we're trying to talk to everyone us just sitting down having a good time i can't remember when was the last time right i can i would say maybe three four you know we used to always get together especially before this pandemic on weekdays and have barbecues yeah i remember that remember Uh, good old days when i used to eat meat (laughs) <laughs> that's right how's that going um it's going better though i just uh i went to the doctors uh the other day i got my results back and my results uh came out good everything is uh back to normal i mean it's good news you know it really yeah. is good news yeah. but i me personally i don't feel that i'm 100 like i still i feel like i still need to need a little bit more uh a little bit more cardio in my life still need a little bit more condition more um <clears throat> little bit more exercise not that i don't exercise but i mean i don't exercise as i used to exercise so if you compare it to now what i exercise now it's like you'll be like oh yeah you don't exercise bro like stop playing you know but it's just i literally just go on walks bro that's that's all i do me mrs g and um we just go give it a little stroll around the around the neighborhood and pretty much come back but everything everything is good from from my understanding um, yesterday I actually went to the cardiologist and he told me my heart is uh, 100 like a fastball so I'm all right with that man but thanks for asking yeah I know exactly what you mean I think the healthiest I've ever been was when I right before beginning of 2019 when I first started to train Muay Thai with my coach when uh-huh. I first started training Muay Thai with with my coach, I was doing a lot of cardio. Hitting those bags or even doing mitt work is, believe me, I thought running was tough. Yeah, I thought sprinting was tough. Man, that is tiring. Hitting those bags, hitting those. But it was it was really getting me into good shape. And then I was lifting weights, and then I was eating healthy, uh, and I was feeling really, really, really good. And 
I, you know, um, now I'm, I'm, I'm still working out, but I'm not as committed to it, mainly because of my crazy schedule. Uh, and I, I know what you mean. There's there's definitely a, a, a level of difference. Yeah. Um, well, I seen that. I seen that you used to post a lot when you used to work out and you used to hit it pretty early. I mean, like, you know, like 7, 8 a.m., you know, you were already there. It's not as early as people will go to the gym at 5 in the fucking morning, you know, but yeah. I mean, 8 a.m., 7 a.m. to be like working out is still fucking early. At least to me, it is, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I did see that. Like, what made you get into that? Uh, it's one of those things that I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to try it for sure. Remember when I was... When I was younger, I, I used to always want to get into some sort of... Well, I would see the UFC fighters, and I thought that was super dope, being able to fight and being able to protect yourself or defend yourself or just, you know, anybody that comes up to you, you, you're prepared. You know, you know what to do. I always wanted to get into it. Yeah. And I finally, said, finally, got, the, finally got the opportunity when I was working at Sprint. Yeah. This older guy came in with these two younger guys. I don't know how the conversation got brought up, but it turns out that he was a Muay Thai coach. Oh no shit. And he was he was really, really cool guy. Like we were just vibing there. And I ended up asking him for his Instagram. <clears throat> yeah. We exchanged an Instagram. This guy's he's older than me. He's about I think he's my pop's age. He looked like he was fifty. Yeah, he's like fifty five around there. He's gotta be around my pop's age. Yeah. But uh, but anywho, so we'd stayed we'd stayed in contact through through social media. And I would always see him post a bunch of cool cool videos of him training with other people. But the thing that really, really made me want to train finally made me want to pull the trigger. Because I told him that I would sooner or later start training with him. Yeah. But the, there was an experience uh, that really, well, not an experience. There was a, so what ended up happening was one of his guys, probably his best fighter. Yeah. Uh, happened to have been well not happened to have been he was in Pasadena okay and this this guy this cholo went up to him and well, to let me let me let me, let me let me let me uh <laughs> let back me it up a back, little bit. back it up a little like bit. a u-haul truck yeah <laughs> let me back it up so we were I'm I'm, I'm on my I'm on Instagram on world star mm-hmm. and I see this video of this young guy in a parking structure, beat up a cholo. Like, straight up, does all these mixed martial arts moves, kicks him, picks him up, throws him on the floor, and lays him out cold. This guy that's, the, this cholo that's way bigger than him. The 2020 version of Van Damme. You're probably, you're probably too I, young. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But go on. I, I remember seeing the video, and I'm like, damn, that's fucking dope. I think, I thought that was really cool. And I showed a couple of people. I think somebody else at work showed me that same video and i'm like oh yeah i've seen it maybe a couple days later from when i first saw that video on world star my coat well now he's my coach yeah at the time he wasn't my coach he sends me a video he's like hey look at what one of my students did to this cholo blah 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 and at that very moment boom i got close i gotta set it i gotta start training with this guy i need to (laughs) yeah i thought it was really cool you know and brando he's he's about my size you know the guy's not very big the maybe, the guy that beat up the cholo guy yeah, or the maybe weighs another ten pounds more than me and okay. straight knocked this guy out who's maybe two hundred pounds who's a thug who probably thinks he knows how to fight just like yeah. most people including myself yeah think yeah. think we know how to fight 
until um, you're and, actually getting into a fight until you actually get yeah. to a fight and even more until you actually get into a fight that with somebody that knows what they're doing it's like it's like gangsters when everybody's gangster until it's time to do some gangster shit <laughs> you know? well it's more of can you pro can you uh properly execute your gangsterness <laughs> yeah so that's cool so you got into that and um how was your first day of training first day of training i remember we did a little bit of a little bit of weight training but i was just eager to getting straight to the to the mitt work i just wanted to hurry up and start getting to it remember we did a couple a little bit of uh weight training right after he was like you want to do some mitt work i was quick yeah let's go yeah and he just uh showed me some basic things like how to correctly throw a punch and it was almost as if he could, you, you could, I'm not going to say I was a natural at it. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm natural uh, and I learned it quick, but I threw a couple punches and then I started throwing kicks and little by little, you know, getting better and better. And next, you know, within a couple of days, I was, I was definitely not looking like a rookie. You yeah. Know, and I learned pretty quick, but it, I, I think it was more, I wouldn't say that I was a, uh, well, I was a pretty pretty fast learner mm -hmm. i wouldn't say it was because because i was meant to do muay thai at it since a younger age or something yeah no, no i think it was more of the the love and the passion that i that i, you that I had for it, for it from mm -hmm. a start yeah because that's something that i've always wanted to do that i feel helped me evolve a little bit quicker than your average person nice. that and along with soccer because i was always used to using my legs and yeah. kicking kicks just came natural that's cool that and i would always watch youtube videos also prior to me on like mar martial arts or yeah just little videos on you know how to defend yourself in a fight or how you know how to whatever came to my mind sure throw a kick yeah and i kind of already knew i had just i just never had that coach or that professional next to me to properly guide me and that's what he was he properly guided me to how to throw a kick correctly okay now how to you know move out of the way and now how to do combos how to do this how to do that and it was really exciting it was dope i really enjoyed it it's just it sucks now that i that i have to work so many hours and i can't apply myself in that area anymore um but you know work comes first at least yeah. at least for me that for that, that makes sense and work. your your trainer um did he ever did he ever like tell you how he got into it or did was he a fighter himself yeah i know when he was younger he was he was definitely training uh and, and fighting i just don't know how he got into it i know yeah i i know he used to have his own gym oh no it yeah he used to have his own gym um, and he had to shut it down or he shut it down, but I never really got into details of how he started or how he got yeah, into it. And well, I was just curious. I mean, um, if you're actually going to be like a coach, if you're obviously going to be a coach, you, um, you have to at least had to participate in the sport somehow. I, I just thought he was a fighter before and. Oh, I see what you mean. No, <clears throat> no. Or just for the love of it, he just started, you know, training. As far as I'm aware, I don't, I don't think he was ever a pro fighter. I could be wrong. A bunch of his guys now are pro fighters. Okay. Like that guy Brando is a yeah. pro fighter. Nice. And a bunch of other people that he that maybe not trains directly anymore. A lot of them go through gyms, uh, but that he's still cool with, or they still go to his house, or you know, we we uh, get together and do some mitt work all together yeah um but as far as him being a pro fighter i don't i don't think so 
I um I actually have a uh, another nephew um Gustavo that uh, he's actually into a lot of uh, UFC fighting and shit like that. He's uh, training right now. I see like a lot of posts on his Instagram that he's he be going hard, you know. But um, I don't know. Like I don't know if like he's fighting yet or is he gonna fight soon. Um, nah, most people that, including myself, most people that train don't really train with the intentions of, that they're going to fight or compete. It's more, or at least from, from when I've talked to, when I've talked to, you're talking about Gustavo, yeah. right? Yeah. When I talk to him, it, you know, same thing. He just kind of just does it for fun for the, or just for the, to get fit or something for the love of it. Yeah. I know he used to be a boxer Yeah, back in, yeah, since, since high school, I believe he was, he was boxing and I'm sure he, he really enjoyed that and wanted to branch into something else. By any chance, do you, do you want another beer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, quick. yeah. Hold on. Let me get you another beer, man. People are all like, "Hey, who was it that got you into these beers?" Um, it was actually my coworker. Um, my coworker is the one. Actually, guys, today we are drinking Lagunitas. Um, I wanted to fuck with that because I haven't had one since like since fuck mid March. No, um, no, before that, late February, early March, I would say. I remember. So I need a. I said, you know what, this is a good fucking day. And then uh, Derek was going to come through to do the interview. So, you know, why not? What's up, Derek? No, I was going to say, I remember you talking about it. Somebody got you into it. I remember hearing it, I think, two podcasts ago. Yeah, yeah. Some, something like that. Yeah, I talked about it. That was my coworker. Uh, he came through right here for um for one of the fights that I had, and, and he, he brought it. But right, I mean, well, I'm not going to tell the story again. I mean, you guys yeah. want to know the story? It's like on episode two or three, one of those. <laughs> But yeah, so pretty good. All right, man. So besides uh, Muay Thai, uh, what other things like are you into now? Uh, I mean, now that you don't do that, I breathe. Did you get a new hobby or? I breathe, sleep. Yeah. Eat. Cause like, I can't I, eat it. Yeah, I see that you're like really dedicated to your um, to your new job, right? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. was um, how was that uh, being a car salesman? How was that working out for you? At the beginning. Let me tell you that I had a hard time. <laughs> I had a hard time uh, learning the business. I'll say probably the first six months, five months, six months, I struggled. Yeah. But uh, it was. Uh, I mean, you're new to it, no? Like, you don't really know what the fuck you're getting into. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, you know, you know what? I don't want to blame anybody but myself. It took me some time to, to learn the business. But when I got the hang of it, I took off. Took off and didn't look back and been killing it since i don't think anybody but maybe one person really thought that i was going to to take off that way because i was always the guy on the board the first six months that had if i had nine cars i was a lot yeah i would have never never break double digits never hit 10 cars and keep in mind that at the dealership they want you to sell you know a good every every dealership is different at at least here where i'm working at they want you to sell, you know, 13, 15 cars a month. If you're a senior, someone that's been with the company a year or more, they want you selling consistently 20, 20 cars. So I'm over here only selling six cars, seven cars, maybe eight cars was a lot for me. And just like that, from one one week to the other, boom. You finally got up. the hang of it, and, and I started, started taking selling off. a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, I ended at the month. And I ended up that I ended that month with maybe 12, 13 cars. No way. Yeah. 
That's your first uh, double digits? Yeah, that was my first double digits. The first half, I was still struggling. Second half, I started getting the hang of it. The month after that, I remember, I specifically remember this. We were outside. We were having our Friday meeting. Every Friday, we have a meeting. And the GSM, as, as he's taking roll call, he points at me. He says, Derek, I say, here. He stops while he's taking roll call. And he says, looks at me, points at me, and in front of everybody says, this is going to be your month. This yeah. is going to be your month. I don't know how he knew. I don't know. He called it. Yeah. Were you excited, as excited as the first time you got your period? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But uh he called it and that month I I ended the I ended second place. No shit. Second place. And this yeah. is taking out I was I was took out a lot of people that have been in the business for years. Month after that second, month after that second, and then the month after that I became the top man. No shit, man. How long did it take you to get to to your first second place? It took me about to my first second place. Oh, I see. Six months. Six yeah, months. About yeah. six months. Yeah. Did you like um, what 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 prepared you to get like how did you prepare yourself to get to that point? Because obviously you were, let's say like I don't I don't know how many um how big is the roster you know but let's say you have like ten salesmen you know and you're probably ten nine or eight you know or yeah in the list. Yeah. So what prepared you to get to number two for the first for the first five months. When anybody's new to the to the dealership or new to the not to the dealership, new to the business, all you're doing is test driving the customer. You're trying to bring people in. You test drive whoever you bring in, you test drive them. Or if you're outside and a customer comes in, you test drive them and if it's something that's solid and they want to work numbers, you turn it to a senior senior guy. Okay. And if it's a slow day, you sit inside the box and you listen to what they say so that you know how to overcome any objections, whatever it is. Okay, what's your best price? What's this? What's that? Can I get a second key? Uh, you hear a bunch, everything. There's more than one. There's thousands and thousands of things that you have to learn how to overcome. Yeah. If not overcome, maybe how to properly overcome it. Okay. Cool. So how do you feel now that you were first place, your top salesman in um, the dealership you worked for? Feels good. Feels good. Actually, it ended June. June first June? place. This month that just ended. Oh, ended no shit. first place. Yeah. So what place are you at now? I guess last place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, fuck it. No, you, didn't. Didn't. you had a little good run, so. Yeah, yeah I'm off today. Yeah. Yesterday was the, was the last day of June. Yeah. July 1st. So I'm in last place right now. There's people selling cars, making deals, and I'm over here yeah. enjoying myself. Yeah, and you know myself. what sucks too is that um, this weekend, this weekend is going to be closed. Uh, the governor, uh, Gavin Newsom, he's he said that all fucking, uh, like all bars and all fucking uh, restaurants and pretty much everything, like hangout shit. I don't know if it's going to affect uh, the dealership, yeah. but all hangout spots are going to be closed. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you're going to, I mean, be able to sell this weekend. We'll see. It'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Here's the crazy thing, though. You would think that because mm -hmm. of everything that's going on, that we'd be completely dead. And the first, let's see. I remember March. I had a killer start. I was killing it March, and then this whole bullshit pandemic happened where they shut down everything. It was March 16th, March 17th. St. Patrick's that's, Day. That's yeah. I remember. I, I still remember. I partied St. Patrick's Day, and right a couple of days after that was the next day. The next day of announced that they had to close everything down, 
and I was told not to go to work. They shut down the dealership that day. Yeah. Everything died after that. They called us back to work maybe a week later. Very, very limited salesmen. Yeah. 10 compared to typically we have about 20 to 30 salesmen. Talk. No shit. 20, maybe 27, 28. Like on weekends or like you on like on a Tuesday or like? On, on, on weekends for sure. Yeah. It, it fluctuates on the weekdays because certain salesmen are off. Yeah. Certain teams are off. I, I remember April was fucking dead. May, fucking dead. Well, May, it started picking up closer to the end. But then June, this last month, it was it was pretty busy. Maybe it could it could be also that we only have eighteen salesmen. Maybe maybe a little bit less. Probably have about seven, uh, seventeen, sixteen salesmen. Yeah. So it could maybe maybe that's why it feels a little bit busier too. Yes. Yeah. There's uh there's there's less salesmen. But I believe we still sold about two hundred fifty. The most we've ever sold out of that store is around three ten, three fifteen. No shit. Due to this pandemic, you guys are still fucking pushing cars. Yeah, on the worst month, I think the slowest month I've ever seen was 170. So we're selling like crazy right now. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with, with everything shutting down. Maybe maybe people don't aren't going to bar, so they're saving their money, and now they got down payments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> down payment is the difference. Typically, the difference between you being able to get the car you want and not. Yeah. <laughs> Qualifying yeah, for the car or not. Unless you're a 700 score, which, believe me, most people are not. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever got a couple of seven hundred scores or what? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm not saying most people are not like you never see but it. But it's rare. It's just yeah. It's not as it's not as common. Yeah. It's not as common. Maybe one out of seven, ten people. One out of ten people have have a seven hundred score. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is six hundred, five hundred. So you gotta you gotta put a down payment. How is um? Well, I seen that you got a a new a new car. Not necessarily a new car, but like obviously you have your car. But you got like um like let's call this a, a an everyday car, right? You you got a new uh, daily Scion. driver, a little daily yeah. driver. <laughs> yeah, I got a Scion TC. Yeah, how come? I mean, that's that's a you know that's a big fucking you know, like. It, there's many reasons why. I would say the main main reason was because I wanted to just have a vehicle that I can drive every single day, or basically be on it as much as i want and not have to worry about something breaking down yeah for those who don't know i have an m3 so those are those are not cheap yeah. cheap to my brakes alone are two racks every time i want to swap out the brakes i fucking bet you know i'm not fucking i'm not making 50 racks a month where it's nothing to me yeah and 2000 is a lot to me yeah and so i drive 2000 is a lot to anybody <laughs> i mean so i i bought this car i got it really cheap off a porter at my so the main porter yeah the manager for all the porters he bought the car from the dealership it was a trade-in that we got and then i bought it off him right after maybe about a month or two right after he got it i got it for cheap i got it for three thousand three hundred fucking drive that thing every day and be on it yeah go to work you pretty much got it for a fucking um a swap of brakes and an oil change for the m3 right basically (laughs) yeah (laughs) basically uh and i i you know i i you would never guess this but i fucking love the car mm-hmm. <laughs> i really do enjoy it and maybe it's just the peace of mind that i enjoy yeah i enjoy that i can put all the miles in the world on this and and i don't have to worry about something breaking down which is really 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 ironic because tell me why a month after i bought it the engine blew on me <laughs> oh man that's <laughs> Oh man, I'm driving down the 10 freeway on that little hill. I'm going down there and that boom. And uh, it turns out that car, the TC, burns oil. And when I bought the car off of my boy, I forgot to check the, well, 
not that I forgot. I didn't check the yeah. oil. I didn't it happens. really it happens. think for it. You know, most of my cars, they all had sensors. So I, if I needed oil, it'll just tell me, boom, you need oil. You know, your oil's running low. And this one, I never checked it. It had no oil. Boom, it blew on me after a month of driving it that way. Yeah. So I had to buy a new engine for it. But hey, the engine was still cheaper than the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> Straight the brakes up, on an M3. <laughs> That's cool. And when do you actually bring out the M3? I'll take it out here and there if I'm really feeling myself and I'm, you know, I just really want to get into that mood. I'll take it out on a Saturday, on a Sunday to work. Uh, but typically, I'll, or most of most of the time, just I'm just driving it to go to, you know, a bar, or a club yeah. after work. You know, my friends invite me somewhere, I'll take a shower, change, take out the M3, and yeah. then it's uh, as you should. It, it makes you enjoy it more too. It makes you really appreciate more what you have because before the, the m3 was almost just becoming like the like like a, a lot of rappers say just the car yeah you know yeah yeah <laughs> Who's, who says that in one of the songs uh, fuck if it's a new rap i have no idea bro but anywho yeah i uh, it was just i was starting to lose its appreciation and now that i'm driving this every day when i when i do take it out it, it does make me feel you know more more just makes me enjoy it more. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. Appreciate what, what you know what what I've been able to to accomplish and enjoy. Yeah, and yeah. it's cool. And you have two cars. I mean, not a lot of people have two cars. I mean, I don't have two fucking cars. I wouldn't want two cars. You know, mm. but um, but yeah, the Scions are cool. I used to have a little Scion too. I used to have the, the little box car, the XB. Well, XB, I remember <laughs> that white yeah. one. Yeah, yeah bro, I remember. That shit went hard. The shoe box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, man. I used to love shoes so much. I got a fucking shoe box as a car, but um, but no, that those those are pretty good. Like um, they're they're weird. Scion is weird, but I I uh, I miss that car. I really do. Um, had some uh, cool memories in that car, and but obviously you know now I have a truck and things are uh, times are different. So, but you know what? If I had a Tacoma, I don't think I would have a second car either. That is one of them most reliable cars you can buy i hear let me you. tell you something i've i've sold a couple tacomas more than what they cost brand new what, what do i mean by that basically tacomas they don't really they don't lose their value as fast as other vehicles so yeah. you'll have a 2018 let's say let's say well we're in the year 2020 yeah i'll have a 2019 or even a 2020 with 5,000 miles on it you would on a for example on a chevy it's used so right away lose its value mm-hmm. something like a chevy malibu yeah tacoma it could be used with 5,000 miles and the the it books used with 5,000 not far for what it costs brand new the drop is very very minimal so they'll come in they'll test drive the vehicle we don't at least here at, at with our dealership we don't for the most part we don't we don't haggle what i mean by the by the most part, we're not gonna lose a customer of a couple of bucks. Yeah, I hear but you. we don't have we don't have the profit margin and discount five hundred thousand. It says on our website that all of our prices are final. So they come in. That's gonna be my price. And then a lot of times, you know, all of our vehicles have a little anti theft device, or we'll charge for like tint for maybe they want clear door guards or so clear door guards. All those little things will make the price jump up. Let's say another two thousand. Now you're buying the vehicle more than what it costs brand new. So what I'm trying to say is that Tacoma super reliable and they don't lose their value. Why? Because they're just that. Yeah. Reliable. Yeah, straight up. Um, I actually bought my Tacoma used and 
um, what, at the end of this month is going to be two years with it. And so far, so good, man. No, no, um, no problems, you know, but I keep it up to date. I change the oil. I yeah. do all the necessary, you know, things that you need to do to, to your car or truck. And it works pretty good. It runs good. Yeah. I haven't had no problems with it. And yeah, I, I fucking love the truck, man. It's, it's, solid. it's a solid vehicle. Yeah, man. straight up. It is, man. Yeah, but my dad, his whole life, all he would drive is uh, Nissan Frontier, Nissan Frontier, and finally, well, I shouldn't say finally, but one one day, as I'm in the car business, yeah, I get a call from my dad. I'm like, what's up, dad? He crashed somebody. Oh, no, he didn't crash. Somebody hit his uh, Nissan Frontier. Yeah, he got into an accident. I'm like, all right, well, don't worry. Don't worry, pops. You know, I'm going to help you out as much as I can to, to get yeah. a new vehicle. And uh, guess what he's driving? He's driving a Tacoma. A Tacoma. I seen that. I seen that. <laughs> I, I went sure to his that house he got the a other Tacoma. day. Yeah. I was like, Dad, I, it might be a couple thousand dollars more, even if you have to buy one used yeah. for the same price that a Frontier costs brand new. I promise you, you're you, you're not going to, you won't regret it. This one, you'll be able to put a bunch of miles on it and, and eat on Gucci. it, and, yep. and he'll be fine. So, um, how long have you been a car salesman for? <sighs> Let's see. I started February of 2019. So what that's What's that? A year, four months or so? Yeah, something like that. A strong year, right? A year and a half. Let's For, go. Say a year and a half. Let's say a year and a half. That's cool. What What are some or what is the one of the craziest um, stories you have as a car salesman? Oh, man. You see a lot of crazy things. Man, I say at least there's oh, – you'll have at least one crazy story every every other week something crazy that's worth worth telling is it is it um your co-workers or it could i've seen co-workers uh customers this that um but the craziest one is (laughs) so i remember once this this lady came into the dealership in a beat-up car (laughs) this was on super bowl this year super bowl super bowl uh weekend yeah on sunday as the super bowl is going on so you can imagine that the dealership is dead. Yeah, yeah, it's true. dead. Yeah. There might be one customer in in the whole store. So this lady pulls up. I'm outside chilling, and I start I start helping her out. I mean, not that you know you shouldn't be judging customers, but let's just say I knew right off the back that it wasn't a deal. Oh, okay. okay, but whatever. I'm still gonna do my part. I'm still gonna, yeah. you know, I'm do not gonna job. put a bad. I'm not gonna leave a bad taste in the company's in the company's mouth. Yeah. So I go ahead and I do my my job. Hi, Miss. How can I help you? Oh, I just want got a big settlement. Don't mind the car. She came in a beat up car. Right. Don't mind the car that I'm driving. I just came up on a huge settlement. This that. Um, she's like, I want a van. Long story short, I start helping this. Yeah, she wanted a van. I was like, dude, she's still stuck in the fucking nineties. A van. <laughs> and she looked. She. She looked like she was maybe 90? in her. No, nah, she... nah, nah, nah. She was like. <laughs> she wasn't that old. She's well, she wasn't old. She was yeah. in forties. Yeah, yeah. And she. Her teeth just weren't. She looked okay. I'm just gonna. Like, I'm not gonna share code. This like, bitch looked like a fucking crackhead. Yeah, her teeth were weren't real. Like she had the fake teeth. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. She yeah. looked like a crackhead. Yeah. Up. She looked like she'd be hitting the pipe <laughs> straight up. Yeah. And, as a matter of fact, she admitted to me a couple later on that day that, that she that she was on something. She was on something. She didn't clarify. Was she like crazy that like she tried to bite her own ear? Well, let me tell you. So she, I started showing her man's blah blah, and we get to this. To, at the end of the dealership, we have a company van, a, a, a van that has a computer inside. 
And it happens to be unlocked. So she opens it. She sits down and she's like, I like this van, blah, blah. I want to buy it. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let me go see if I can sell it to you. Yeah. You know? So we go back inside the office and I'm in there chilling and I grab another salesman to help me out. Another guy that looks very similar to me. Uh, we call him New Year because that's his last name, New mm -hmm. Year. <laughs> no, sh New Year? That's his last name. Yeah, his last name is New, but it's spelled differently. Oh, okay. Uh, but I didn't know that was the last name. For, that was his last name for the longest time. So I, yeah. I thought it was just a nickname we gave him. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, one day yeah. I'm like, well, makes sense, oh, yeah. Nathan New Year? Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. Well, now yeah. I know I would call him New Year. <laughs> but anywho, he happens to be there. So it's I'm I'm in the desk. The lady is where the clients sit down obviously on the other side of the desk and then nathan new year he's right there by the doorway and I, bro i swear to you we did not we did not bring this conversation up in any way whoa i'm over here chilling i, I forgot what i was explaining to her next thing you know she's like man i wish these walls weren't made out of glass oh shit what I'm over here like, huh? Yeah. You're like, you bitch, what, are you trying what? to smoke them or what? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was confused. I'm like, not made out of glass. Like, yeah. Because the, the whole dealership is basically one large piece of, three large pieces of glass. Oh, glass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you look, if you drive by our dealership, it's just a bunch of glass everywhere. Uh-huh. So people that are driving down Harbor, they can see all the nice cars that we have yeah, inside yeah. the showroom. Makes or sense. Whatever, for whatever reason. And we're, I'm, I, so she says that. I, w I wish this dealer, this wasn't made out of glass. You know, just you right there and that other guy over there, you know, and this music playing in the background. It's just making me feel very, I forgot what was the term. Basically, she was trying to say that she was getting turned on. Like aroused? Aroused. <laughs> oh, shit. Bro, and I didn't understand it. My, my coworker understood it right away because yeah. he made a face and he looked away. And I'm over here looking like, what, what's going on? Am I missing something? And then I put two and two together like, this bitch trying to fuck right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, I, I forgot, I forgot what else I was saying or what, what I said. But basically, long story short, she wanted me to take her back to that van and handle business. With no her. way. Bro, I cannot make this up. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bro, wait, wait, wait. Would you have done that to to hey, sell the vehicle? Nah, <laughs> not, not even to sell a vehicle. Hell no. This lady was not, did not meet the criteria. <laughs> oh, that is man. crazy. Is there something like you pass to your homies? Like, hey, here you go, dog. Like, you know, take <laughs> one for the part. team. Oh. There's a porter. Okay, there's a porter, bro. Some yeah. old man. Some old nasty dirty man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Old nasty dirty man. I told him. <laughs> I passed I gave him the opportunity. I said, look, the lady's trying to handle business. Yeah. Get her number. Do it. You know, get it here's in. an opportunity for you later. Yeah. <laughs> he turned it down. <laughs> no way. She... But yeah, we had to politely and respectfully kick her out of the of the dealership. So she didn't buy the van. So she just pretty much went in. To get served up right in the fucking van. Let's just say she's what we call in the dealership a jack. A jack? <laughs> a jack. 
Explain that. Uh, Jack is somebody that comes to the dealership and just strokes you, just jacks you off, just waste your time. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. A jack. Okay. <laughs> so next time you're at the dealership, if a, if a salesman makes fun of you and says, introduces you as Jack to another salesman, know that he's uh, making fun of you. Yeah. No. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. That that could be probably another word for the words of wisdom uh, segment. A jack. A jack. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that one down though. <laughs> yeah. So now that um now that I have you here um. I wanted to ask you, what do you think or like, what are your thoughts about this whole um, COVID-19 uh, thing that we're going through right now? Oh, man, I have so many mixed thoughts on this. Right, like because like, a lot of people it's... like thinks, think it's fake. A lot of people think it's real. Um, like, I mean, I just want to know what are your thoughts. Um, uh, you know, first, off, share. first off, if you think this is fake, you probably also think the moon landing is fake. You probably also think a bunch of other things that are fake, and no matter what facts are given to you, you're just always going to put up a wall. I really don't care for trying to persuade those individuals. As far as are we treating it, are we, you know, tr- not treating, what's the word I'm looking for? Are we... Um, Taking pro- precaution? Is the government properly... I can't even think of, a, of, of the word. Uh, let's just say precaution, taking the correct precautions. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one because I try to be I try to be very non-biased. I try to be hear both sides out and I try to really Cuz here's the thing. I'm young, so it's easy okay. for me to say it's easy for me to say, "Man, fuck this shit. They're over exaggerating this that." But what if I had a mom and a family with very bad lung lung problems? Mm-hmm. Maybe I would want the government to be very strict. But I don't. I have no. I have a very healthy mom, a very healthy dad. They're both in their almost sixty years old. Yeah. And they, my dad, still plays soccer and is running. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be more. I would not be surprised if my dad can outrun me. I would not, because I do no running. I can see that. I can see that. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah. you see my dad play on the soccer field. Mm-hmm. The guy's very healthy. I have a very healthy mom that takes very good health. She never eats out. I'm not gonna say never eats out. Yeah, but she knows. She watches what she, she eats. Re- she you know, eats. it's funny because I watch what I eat as well. And then I eat it. <laughs> but go on. You jack. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but anywho, they they take good care. They take good care of the house. I have a very healthy sister, very healthy brother, very even healthy grandparents. Even a very healthy dog, I even bet. Even a very healthy dog. Fucking dog Pebbles probably, is fucking. <laughs> she's dog, energetic, bro. Yeah, she did. My mom takes better care of her than she takes care of me. <laughs> Words. And I'm a visitor at the house. Yeah, when I go visit enough. my parents, I'm a visitor. Yeah, and Pebbles, Pebbles gets the treatment. Yeah, they feed the dog before they feed me. Like, Mom, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, but let's say I did it. What 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 if I had a health issue? What if my mom has very bad lungs? Then maybe maybe I would start. Because here here's the thing: I'm over this 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 pandemic. I really like, am. like everybody else is. I'm over. I I I really I I almost want. The government just to say, look, we're going to reopen up everything up completely. But there's going to be restrictions, guidelines. If you're sick, just know you know what you got to do. Take care of yourself. Continue to quarantine yourself. We're going to set up special programs for those that have bad lungs or have really high risk of dying from this virus. And from everybody else, just do your thing. I would love for them to do that. I would love for that to happen. 
but that's because I'm a very healthy, but maybe, maybe that's just uh, because I'm very healthy and I have very healthy family and I have very healthy friends. What if it was the other way around? What if I had a lung, this lung disorder? What if disorder? What if, what if my yeah, parents were breathing or something? Exactly. Yeah. You know, then maybe, maybe I would love the government to shut down everything and keep everything yeah. shut down. So it's, it's, it's a tough one for me to answer. You know, I have to also see it from other people's other people's points of view that aren't as blessed as I am. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I I see that. I see what you're going through, man. It's uh it's not easy, man. Like a lot of people like I mean, I know there's a lot of people um that are having issues with like breathing or or family members, you know, that find it hard or like older, like older people. I know my mom, you know, she's hella old, not hella old. I mean, you know, but like she's pretty old, you know, she's older. Yeah. She's already She's already 67, yeah. you know, so it's like, okay, man, like, you know, it could affect her more than it could affect me or obviously you that you're younger than me. Yeah. And so I have to take, like, um, care of her. I have to take all the precautions. I have to, you know, like, everything that I have to, that involves, you know, like going to the supermarket or going out to the store or going out to a restaurant, which I really don't do, um... Like I really, I really have to think about it after because like all that shit, I bring it back home and it's like, you know, what if my mom like catches it or something, you know, like, yeah, fuck, no, like no, you don't I, want that I, shit. No, you don't I, want that shit for nobody. Yeah. No, I wouldn't even want that shit for my neighbor, bro. Like what the yeah. fuck, you know? Yeah. I 100% understand what you, what yeah. you mean. Yeah. And how about this? Um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, the racism that's going on right now in the world, <sighs> man, I, have you been like? I don't know if I want to give my 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 full one hundred percent opinion, but uh, I will I will I will give us, say give this. us fifty give us fifty. Here's it. I don't know, man. Maybe 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 it's because I'm on the lighter side, mm-hmm. but I've personally never experienced any any racism. I I, I don't know where, towards you towards me or of course look. It's not something that you want to say out loud in yeah. public. It's not politically correct, but the reality is everybody enjoys a little racist joke here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, I, I, it's hard to get it. You yeah. know, I, would I say it in front of the whole the country to hear me? That, yeah. If the whole country was listening to this podcast, would I say yeah. it? Probably not. Yeah. But the reality is we all do. But, it, but when it comes to business and when it comes to you really being outside, I, I've never showed racism towards anyone and i've never held you know how it had it back i think more of what it has to do me personally especially with law enforcement yeah is people here's the thing i've been pulled over plenty of times believe me i've probably been pulled over way more than anybody listening to this <laughs> i get pulled over consistently that's something to brag about yeah i've never had a bad encounter well that's ever. good that's good and by i've never even had a police officer get upset at me but you know what's one thing that i do every time i get pulled over no always very respectful towards the officers yeah i always roll down my window as you should i always give them i don't question them yeah now if there's something i don't like i make sure i let them know with respect yeah it's never happened during a traffic stop but i remember when i got uh when i went to even when i got when i got arrested for public and toxic it's actually had to do way more than that i was yeah i was kicking I think I kicked the mailbox. What would you leave it at? Public intoxication. Yeah, they ended up bringing it down to public intoxication, and I, 
I listen to them, you know. Do, do I agree with the way they handle the situation? Absolutely. Why the fuck are they calling the whole department? I swear I had about seven officers roll up on one guy, me. Yeah. I weigh 130 pounds. You're telling me that you couldn't, one officer couldn't, couldn't <laughs> yeah. control me? Yeah. Do I agree with the way they control the situation? No. My girlfriend at the time was, didn't, also didn't agree. Uh-huh. And she was yelling and saying this, well, go arrest the real criminal. Like, like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Yeah. That, look, that's exactly how situations get from bad to worse. Respect the cop. Listen to him. I, I just, I really don't think that it's racism. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough topic because that goes back to, back to what I was saying, like COVID. I personally never experienced it. And I'm Hispanic. But it could be also because I'm on the lighter side. Yeah. It's it's tough, man. It's tough. I I I've <laughs> not COVID. You meant uh, racism, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. COVID, yeah. Racism is oh, like, tough. Like I've, like yeah, I, I've heard jokes, but that's as far as yeah. I've ever. I mean, come come close to racism. I've never I've never had racism towards me. I've never showed racism to anyone. When I see somebody, I see them as a human being. It doesn't matter whether they're black, blue. I'm gonna treat that individual the same the same way I treat the a waitress. Maybe it could just be me, but I treat a waitress the same way I would treat the owner. Like when I go to mm-hmm. JP23, mm-hmm. I know the owner. Yeah. I treat him with the same respect as I treat his waitress and his ladies collecting the money in the front. Yeah. And that's good, as you should, you know, like as you should have the same respect because I think um, respect is um, it's very valuable and and. You know, I'm the same way with the officers, whether I agree with them or not. I mean, they're they're doing their job, and I treat them with respect and. You know, I don't, I, it makes their life, uh, well, not their life, their work easy. And then you're fucking, yeah. And, and if you shit don't easier too. And, and if you properly get your point across, Hey, I'm not agreeing with the way you're handling because of this, that, especially with a very mellow tone, yeah. but a very respectful, instead of pulling your phone out and this, that, and try to record know, the officer, yeah, let's just say it happens to be a black individual and it goes the wrong way and now they start saying it's racism maybe it wasn't racism maybe it was you know the way you were handling i, I, I don't know but then but then uh, maybe it's because i'm light skinned and i've never been in, you know maybe if i was dark and every time i get pulled over i had a bad experience yeah or almost every time i'd have a bad experience and i'd be like oh yeah you know it's fuck you know fuck the cops you know i, I don't know it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a tough situation it's a tough it's tough it's tough for me to answer so um as far as uh protesters do you see yourself uh, protesting, like going out and like where everybody be hanging out and? Nah, nah. The p- protesting to me is like it's like politics. I let other people worry about that shit. You know, all I worry I about you. right now is, believe me, my biggest priority right now is how the fuck am I gonna make it in this life? You know, I, I had big dreams when I was a kid, and I still have big dreams now, and. And I, believe me, I'm trying my best to make sure those. Well, I can't say I'm giving it my best because giving it my best would me, would mean living a super frugal life. Yeah. And you know, I do have a lot of fun. I, 23, 24, 25, I was going out like a motherfucker. But anywho, um, I just worry about about myself and my future and how I'm going to make it in life and. I just got other, uh, I just got other priorities in my life. I let I let other individuals worry about that the same way I let other individuals worry about politics, which is why I don't I don't vote. I don't fucking get. I I don't know whether I'm a Democrat. I don't know whether I'm a Republican. As a matter of fact, if you single yourself to one side, I think that's pretty silly. 
I, believe me, there's certain things I see on the blue side that I agree with. There's certain see, things I see on the red side that I agree with. And I don't consider myself Democrat or Republican. I don't even bother getting into politics. Like yeah. I, let, yeah. I let other people worry about that shit. Maybe when I'm 40, when I'm 50, and I got more free time and I've made it in life and I've got fucking multi-businesses, if I'm ever blessed enough to see that day or blessed enough to live that life, then maybe then I'll get into politics. Yeah, maybe then you. I'll become a protester. Actually... <laughs> I'm actually not into politics as well, though, but I I would like somebody to put me up on game about politics. So if anybody, you guys listening, um, would want to have a little um, episode about politics, you guys are more than welcome to come to the show. Hit me up and we'll talk politics. I mean, mostly you'll do all the talking, but because <laughs> I don't know shit. But <laughs> hey, that day, invite me. I'm going to be just be sitting down in the corner. <laughs> yeah. you know? I don't mind learning, you know. Yeah. I have a lot of questions for, for an individual. One day, like for example, every time I meet a business order, I pick their brain. You know, I, I try to try to see what they know, what I can learn from them. Shit, if I ever meet somebody that's big into politics, I or occasionally when I get customers, older gentlemen uh, that I'm selling a card to that know a lot about politics, I'll have a conversation with them. I'll pick their brain. Doesn't mean I'm going to get into it. Doesn't mean I'm going to start voting. Doesn't mean I'm going to spend my time. But hey, I'll you know learning. Learning a little bit of it doesn't doesn't hurt. And if you ever do have anybody invite me, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind coming down, sitting down, and listening to it. And listening, right? Because yeah. it's, it, it's good. Another thing that I wanted to ask you. Um, so you were in the military, right? You were in the Air Force. Can you uh, yeah. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, for for a very, I want to say very very short time, a little short time. Yeah, short time. I didn't finish my my contract yeah i didn't finish my six years but i was in nothing nothing that i did wrong honorably discharged yeah but yeah i was in there for some time for for a little bit yeah how how was it like how was the training let's start off right there how was the training definitely wasn't as tough as as you would think well at least as tough as i would think maybe it could have been this too don't forget that when i was in high school i used to be in jrotc what is that? JROTC is uh, it's, it's almost it, it's an elective, so you would go to of course your English, your math, you know. One of the classes was JROTC, uh huh. And they would they would educate you on military. They would educate you on this that I I forgot what the things I would learn, but we would we would uh follow follow military procedure we would march okay you know we would we were the guys that were putting the flag up every day in the morning we would bring it down at die at night uh we would march to pt so we'd do pt two three times a week yeah um they we would wear our uniforms on tuesday they would inspect our uniform uh and then that helped me out a lot you know when i got to the military i was already used to not that not that they we would we would not get yelled at as much as we as somebody as in, in the, the military. military yeah but you know, the seniors would talk to us, would try to give us a hard time, would try to mature us, would try to slap us around. Um, and when I got to the military, it helped me out. I already knew how to march. I already knew how to do this, how to do that. You know, I know how to properly uh, put on the uniform, uh, things like that, that that helped me out. So maybe that's why it wasn't so difficult for me. Okay. But then again, that's not the hardest part, at least in my opinion and what most people would agree with. The hardest part of being in the military is really not the yelling. It's really not doing this, doing that. The hardest part is being away from your family. Oh, man. <laughs> and this might sound very fucked up. Uh-huh. Maybe it was because 
maybe it was because I was uh, tired. I want to say tired of my parents. Uh-huh. But you know, you're you know you're you're 17, you're 18, you're, yeah. you're tired. You know, your parents you want a little break. Me, you want a little break. Exactly. So when I left, I was boom. You know, take you know, I'm I'm. I love you, mom. Love you, dad. But I'm 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 glad to get my space away from y'all. I remember the first week, everybody got their phone calls. Yeah. And I would say about 70, 80% were crying on the phone. That's normal. You miss your family, you miss your kids. Some of them have kids already, so you miss your kids, miss your wife, whatever it is. And I remember I called my mom like, what's up, mom? I'm, I'm cool. I'm here. I'm happy. I'm, you know, it's tough. It's not easy. But at the same time, I'm doing good. That's good. And, That's good. and you know, it made her, I'm sure that that gave her a lot of, a lot of, a lot of confidence strength. because a lot of strength, you know, as a, as a parent, having your kid thousands of miles away and not thousands, but maybe a thousand miles away yeah. in Texas in the middle of nowhere with nobody, no loved ones around is, it's not easy. You know, yeah. it's easy for me because I'm the individual that's there. But as a parent, it's not you that's there. It's your, your son and your, 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 your loved one. And you don't, you know, you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I know what's going on. So I'm okay. Obviously she doesn't know what's going on. So hearing words that, Hearing those words, hey, mom, I'm doing good. I'm doing fine. I'm you know, not crying. I'm sure that gave her a lot of strength. Now, did that last forever? <laughs> no. No. I I really started struggling. There was there was a, okay. So I went to basic training, did my thing the whole time. It was pretty simple. Graduated. My parents came down, watched me graduate with my uncle. And they went back home. I went to what is known as tech school. Uh-huh. So when I was in tech school, I was studying this. Uh, I was studying intelligence, operation intelligence to be exact. For those that were in the military, know what that is. I was I was doing good, you know. I was I was on my passing my test, doing doing what I got to do. And then uh, winter break came. I don't know if that's the correct term. Yeah. But winter came, and when winter came, it's the holidays. So school shut down, and you had the opportunity to go home in the middle of tech school, which is what I did. I went home, and that's when I came. And I remember I saw you. I saw, yeah. you know, everybody, Patti, yeah. uh, Veronica, Marisol, everybody. Y'all were having a good time here. <laughs> we spent a Christmas together. Yeah. And it was, it was. Good times, good times. It was, it was a lot more special, let's just say. Why? When you're young, especially when you're with your parents every day, you, it's like driving my M3 every day. Yeah. You stop appreciating what you have. Yeah. I, uh, okay, when I you start you. driving a beater. Yeah. And then you jump into your M3. It's like, fuck, fucking love this car. Yeah. Same thing. Take me away from my parents. I've been hearing bullshit after bullshit. Derek, do your bed. Derek, do that. Do this. Do that. So when you take me away and you put me a thousand miles away from them and then I finally come home. Hey, you know what? I love my parents. Wow. They're such great individuals. Wow. My dad really did work hard. Wow. This, that. And. It just made me appreciate them more and love them more that when I had to finally go home mm-hmm. or go back to work, go back to school, I didn't want to. I will not forget this day. I remember the day that I went back to the Air Force from from that break. Yeah. I remember getting back to my dorm, putting my bags down, and just feeling depression. Oh, I did shit. not yeah. want to be, be there. there. I wanted to be back with my parents, back at home, back with my friends. And it was from that very moment that I started struggling even more at school. And long story short, long, long, long story short, basically I, I ended up washing out of the course. Could okay. be many reasons. Maybe because I didn't study enough. Maybe because I wasn't smart enough. Maybe because I didn't work 
hard enough. Maybe because you miss your family. That. And I ended up washing out of the course. I was supposed to get uh, reclassed into a different career field, which is what the Air Force always does. It happens a lot. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we had a lot of linguists, people that were becoming almost the same job that I was, but they were going to be spying on the enemy, or maybe not spying, maybe just listening to the enemy uh, and doing a lot of translating. Those guys, that, that school is even harder. I believe ours is the second hardest and theirs is the, the hardest. A lot of them would wash out and they'd come to us. It's something normal. People, it's not everybody graduates. You know, not everybody can pass the test. I happened to be one of those individuals. I couldn't pass it. And rather than them reclassing me, which they were supposed to, they were going to tell me. They, I mean, they told me that they were going to reclass me. But it was right around the same time where we ended up getting a bunch of budget cuts. I remember one of the cuts was our tuition assistant. And only the Navy got to keep theirs. It was back in 20... 2013. Yeah. And we ended up having a bunch of cuts to the point where they said, hey, if you wash out of the Intel course, we're going to have to let you go. We're not going to, we don't have the budget to reclass, reclass you into a different uh, career field. And in my head, I'm like, thank God I already washed out before this. Yeah. And yeah. Long story short, one day they were telling me, hey, uh, you got to put, put on your blues, get into uniform. What the fuck? What do you mean? I got to get on my, go see the commander. And that's when they gave me my letter, like, we're going to have to let you go. If you want to fight it, you may, you know, but the chances of you, of us changing our mind are slim to none. And I was going to fight it. Don't get me wrong. I was going to fight it, but I ended up not fighting it. You have to write a letter and explain to you, explain to your commander why you should stay. Then they'll review it. There was only two people that fought it and yeah. both people got to stay. No shit. <laughs> so till now I was, I was supposed to fight it. I was, I remember my buddies like, you're not, don't worry, Derek, you're not leaving the Air Force. We're going to fight it. I'm going to help you write this essay, this, that. And then we never wrote it. <laughs> we never wrote it. So uh, I ended up getting washed out. And I, I think now, like, damn, should I have stayed in the Air Force? I'm almost glad that I didn't because I would be barely getting out now. Right now, yeah. I would have never, look, I remember when I was in high school, all I would tell myself is all I ever wanted to do, all I ever wanted to do was find a job where I'm making 80000 a year. That's it. Okay. Find me a job where I'm making 80000 I would have never thought at the age of 26, I'd be breaking six figures. I And I honestly, I feel like the Air Force had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Why? Anytime, even when I was, when I first joined the car business, when shit was getting worse, I would always think back to the military, think back to basic training, think back to missing my family. Shit could be a lot worse. Even when I'm getting yelled at by my managers, yeah. I just shut the fuck up. I listen to them. I do what I got to do. A lot of times they're wrong. I'm over here like, like Jack, you told me to do this the other week and now I'm doing this. Now I'm getting yelled at. Yeah. And I have to, okay, maybe it's just because they're stressed out. They're upset. And I got to just keep it to myself. Shut up and just keep it pushing forward. And, you know, maybe that helped me out. Maybe that's why I'm, I wouldn't say I'm successful, but I'm on the right good. track. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of myself. I really am. I am proud of you too, Derek. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. So another thing that I wanted to talk to you about was, um, and the reason I'm going to ask you this question is what's going on in the news right now uh, with this um, person. So her name is uh, Vanessa Guillen. And no, she is not related to me, <laughs> even though we have the last same last name. But um, what's it called? She's obviously missing, uh, I think, from as of this recording now. Uh, they stopped searching for her and I don't know if they like, they found the body or whatever. I haven't really read up to that, but I wanted to ask you 
like since you were in the military, uh-huh. Air Force or whatever. Yeah. Uh, did they treat girls in a different way as opposed to men? Uh, different way. They had different standards. They had just that different standards. Uh, they got yelled at just as much as we got yelled at. Us guys. I mean, I can't. I can't say. You know, they had. Or like, for example, like, like you had to do fifty push-ups, and just because they're a girl, I mean, they didn't have to do fifty push-ups. Correct. Or they, or they had to do fifty. No, no, they didn't have to. They had different different uh, regulations. They had more time to run the mile and a half than we, oh, that okay, we okay. did. Um, but it, here's the weird thing: when I was going through, was right in the transition of when the military, or at least the Air Force, was. At least at basic training, they were getting weak, and I, I don't want to disrespect the military. I don't want to disrespect the Air Force, but they were they were turning into pussies, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to disrespect them, but uh, it's here's the thing. When I when I was going through, I had other, of course, you know, other other trainees, which is what we call we call airmen before they become airmen trainees while they're going to oh, basic okay. training. Yeah, yeah. So we had other trainees that uh, who had older brothers had family they'll go through the military and they're like yeah when they were in the military they would cuss they would do this they would do that they would flip tables and when they were with us, our military instructor was not allowed to cuss now that doesn't mean that he didn't cuss he cussed, yeah, yeah. He cussed behind closed doors but when we we're out in public he wouldn't cuss All oh proper. it's because there was a bunch of like rape uh cases and this and the air force was coming out a lot on the news so we were going through a lot of change and and they would be they were they were becoming soft maybe that's why i thought the air force wasn't so tough during basic training i, I always tell everybody that i thought basic training was just like boy scouts i mean i've never i never was a boy scout but i've always mm. said, were you a girl scout i was a girl scout yeah. that's what it was maybe that's why because i was a girl <laughs> yeah. scout fuck you <laughs> no but i always told everybody i i, I always thought that basic training was boy Going being a boy scout, but on steroids. Yeah, okay. <laughs> of course, they would yell at us. They wouldn't cuss at us, man. Our instructor didn't cuss. Uh, behind closed doors, he would cuss at us. Yeah, we'd have to run. Yeah, we'd have to do pushes. But it wasn't anything like you would see in the movies. But then again, we were going through a transition where it was the there was a lot of attention and there was a lot of now regulations. They were being really strict with senior with uh, sergeants hanging out with airmen and. It was it was just an interesting time. It was just an interesting time. All right. Um, yeah. Well, it sounds like sounds like fun. Uh, one more thing. Uh, I mean, let's go back. Like, let's say for example, we went back to when you graduated high school, and obviously now you're 26 years young. What advice would you give yourself as Dang. an 18 year old person graduating from high school? Right off the back, and it's only because I got discharged. I would tell myself, "Hey, Derek, do not do go into the military." I think going into the military was very, very healthy for my growth, especially within my career. It really taught me structure. It really taught me when shit's going bad, it could be worse. It really taught me, just taught me a lot, a lot of work, a lot of maybe not about maybe not about my personal life. I've been, cause fuck, I'm, I was very immature from yeah, eighteen you were. from fuck from birth. I was really immature till maybe 20, maybe recently 20 or th- early this year is when I really started, you know, really taking the time to read more audiobooks and not reading. Yeah, yeah, to- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely not reading, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, listening to more books and really wanting to expand my, my knowledge and 
and just better myself and really get my priorities straight. But the military really taught me, really helped me out in, in, in my worth ethic and in, in okay. giving it your best and uh, not even talking to management correctly. You might not agree with management, but hey, it might not be your fault, but it's going to be your fault. Fuck it. You take responsibility. Whether you could have, whether you performed your best or performed your worst, you take responsibility, whether it's your fault or not, you take responsibility, you know, and that, that, you know, the military really taught me a lot. So I'm getting off, I'm getting off. So I'm getting sidetracked. Basically, I would not tell myself not to join the air force. I, I would tell myself, however, Hey, maybe do it as a reservist. Get okay. what you need to get out of it, uh-huh. but build your own life on the side. Now, what is my what what is my dream? My dream mm-hmm. is it gonna happen? I don't know. I I keep telling myself it's my dream, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't want to be that guy that's saying, "Oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna." We'll see what fucking happens. We'll see what happens with my life. We will. We will. But my dream is to be an entrepreneur. Okay. You know, learn what I can from the car business. Learn what I can about negotiating, about persuading, about talking to people, about, you know, slapping them around correctly and getting them to see my point of view and getting my way, if possible, <laughs> and using that to your advantage to build your empire. You know, that's 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 my my dream to become an entrepreneur have many many businesses and like i said is it gonna happen i don't know but get what i do the same thing with the air force the same thing i'm doing with the car business okay get what you can from it go to it go to basic training uh get what you can get out of it but start building your own life on the side continue to be in the military mm-hmm. obviously you're a reservist you're gonna still present yourself two days out of the month two correct two yeah. weeks out of the year whatever it is but that's not your path Derek. you know what your path is since you were a kid you wanted to be an entrepreneur i just didn't know that's what i wanted to be if that makes sense when i was in high school when i was in i just thought i wanted you know to fucking make a lot of money being a dentist or a surgeon like no no no, no. yeah what i really really wanted i just didn't know it was to be an uh, entrepreneur and so obviously being full-time maybe not obviously but being full-time military can help you cannot help you but it's best to just do it do it as a reservist don't do not join intelligence do something simple maybe maybe fucking something i don't know administrative i don't know Point is, don't join, don't join intelligence yeah. because obviously you weren't smart enough for that. <laughs> no, no, uh, what is the word? Keep yourself in in check, or not keep yourself in check. Uh, know your place. There it is. Know your place, Derek. You're not into. You're, you're not. You were not put on this earth to do intel. Do something simple. Get what you can learn from the military. Start building your 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 uh, path. Get into. I would tell myself the same thing I told my brother. But see, the thing is, my brother is not. Isn't the same personality as I do. I, I can't see my brother succeeding in the car business. I just Why can't. Not? My brother is just too... He's, he's too shy? He's too shy, too quiet. I'm not saying he can't overcome that, but I just don't see the I mean, but you were shy. To... You were I, shy. I was. At... Yeah. I was. So I look at you now. You're like a loose cannon. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, that's because I wanted it. Okay. I, want, I remember I'd see other people, confident people. I'd see... You know, this, that, I'm like, damn, I want that, I want that, I want that. Like, shit, what do I got to do? Well, I got to fucking learn it. You know, uh-huh. Why is this individual confident? Why am I so scared? Why am I so shy? Why am I so fucking nervous to speak to the fucking teller at the bank? Yeah. Why? You know, 
these are things that I would question. I would want to overcome. And I did. I overcame it. But I don't see the same out of my brother. Not saying that he gets scared when he talks to a teller at a bank. But I'm saying, yeah. like, I don't I don't see him wanting to not be shy or not keep to himself. Or, you know, he's in his room all day playing Xbox, which is not, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. Maybe that's the life that he wants. It's just not the life that I wanted. You know, I wanted to be more out there i wanted to be more known get to know more people get to just uh just get myself out there get myself out there build my confidence little by little i'm getting better and better but same thing getting sidetracked yeah uh, what would i tell myself i tell myself hey derek go get a job look go to the military do what you got to do there and then go to a fucking footlocker any place that sells shoes okay i would tell myself go to any place that sells shoes why because it's super simple to get that job and it's in a sense, it's kind of sales because I remember I met this girl uh, that I knew from middle school and I saw her, I saw her walking at, uh, working at Foot Locker and she told me that she would get a little bit of commission. She'd get a dollar per every shoe she would sell mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. at Foot Locker. So with that, after working there at six months, now you can apply at, let's say, a job that pays, you know, 50, 60,000 a year, somewhere like Sprint, T-Mobile. Okay. Now I can get a you job have, like, there. like sales experience? Exactly. You so then I would go there and I would now use the experience that I learned at footlocker to go there i would train for for a year uh-huh i would well i would tell myself look train do what you got to do there for a year learn learn the business there then branch out to the car business is it going to be tough hell yeah it's going to be tough but trust me it's going towards the direction that you want to learn and then from there it's just staying at oh there's another thing too i would tell myself to stay the fuck out of debt you know, use your credit cards, but use them wisely. Maybe not even buy. Yeah, yeah, buy that's any a cards. big one. But see, here's the tough thing, man. I would tell myself, don't buy any, don't buy any cars, don't buy anything on credit, don't buy, you know, like my my newest car. I bought a cash. You know, it's that's the proper way of buying buying things. things uh-huh. It took me falling and getting myself into a fuckload of debt to learn that to fucking reach out for help. I reached out for help through through uh, books. Uh, I listened to a lot of Dave Ramsey. Uh, I, uh, or even listening to the book uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, you know the poor they buy a lot of liabilities, whereas the rich buy things that put things in their that put money in their pocket, uh, stocks, uh, maybe AT and T stocks that have dividends, things like that. Uh-huh. It's, it's the difference. Uh, poor get themselves into debt, and that's what I was doing at a very young age. I was getting myself into a lot of debt, but at the same time, it was hard for me to fight that because I wanted it bad, and sometimes it takes you fucking up. And then learning from it to really get you on the right path. You know, yeah. maybe it's not as simple as me telling me that. Maybe, maybe, maybe I had to fuck up in that area. You know? Yeah, yeah. You maybe know? you did have to fuck up to like learn to like realize that exactly that is not the correct way. Or so that's that's the only part that it would have been tough. That even if I would have told my younger self, like, hey, Derek, don't buy yourself that fancy sports car. Don't buy yourself that FRS. Don't buy yourself that WRX. Yeah. You know, even don't buy yourself that M3. As much as I love it, is, is it the smartest car. choice? As it's a dope ass car. Yeah. Is it the smartest choice to get me towards my dreams? No. Nope. Nope. It's I not going to get me with that. because that money, I could be saving that for a business, but am I? No, I'm paying for the stupid car. Okay. I can't, can't really call it a stupid car. No, no, no. It's a nice car. <laughs> but, yes. but for this car, you know what I mean? That's now that I know I can't, I cannot imagine myself financing another car. Hey, wait, wait, two, three years. Watch me have, <laughs> yeah. watch me have an M5. How'd yeah. you buy it, Derek? On credit. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Uh, but no, I, I can't imagine myself buying another car. But this is because I've taken the time to now learn these things. You know what? Yeah, it's just 
That's what I would tell myself. That's what I would tell myself. That's good. That's good. Um, where do you see yourself in uh, five years from now? Oh, man. See, let me tell you why that's hard to answer. <laughs> that's hard to answer because I look at myself five years ago. Okay, I'm 26. I was 21. Five years ago, I was 21. I was in the car. I was in the car. I was at Sprint. selling phones. No? I was selling phones. Yeah. I see. I was. Yeah, I was working at Sprint in El Monte. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I would have never guessed. Well. I guess I could have thought I could have guessed that I would have been that I would be in the car business, but you never know where life's gonna take you. So I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. I would have never thought after high school that five years later I'd be at Sprint. I thought I was gonna be in the Air Force. So to answer that question, where do I think? I hope, man, man, I'm. What I would like, I would like to maybe possibly have my own dealership. Uh huh. Maybe I would like for my dad and I to open up our own company. Yeah, that's my a good one. My dad is uh he's very 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 knowledgeable when it comes to drywall uh he's been he's been a foreman for what 20 years, years? no yeah 20 years and he's never longer had than that no he's that never was... yeah maybe longer than that he's been in the business for mm-hmm. longer than that 30 years since older than karina karina's 29 mm-hmm. so 30 plus years he's been in the business Damn, karina's 29 she's bro. 29 i'm 26 jesus dude i remember when karina was like i wouldn't be surprised if you remember when she was born yeah, straight up, man. Cause you were how old were you at that time? Seven. Ooh, I, what was she born in? Uh, she was born ninety one. Ninety. I swear I was gonna say that. Uh, ninety one. Fuck, I don't know. I was uh eighty four. I was serious. I was seven. So yeah, my dad's been in the business for over thirty years. So he knows what he's doing. Here's the thing, he's been working for the same guy for over thirty years. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, uh-huh. uh, when it comes to driveways, been working for the same guy for over 30 years, and 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 this this individual has been with the company, or he's owned the company for, of course, many many years. My dad's been worth it over 30 years. So the guy's coming close to retirement. He's even older than my dad. Yeah, you know, or so I would think that he's coming close to retirement. I don't know his exact age, but he's got to be somewhere in his 60s. For and, sure. I, and I always take the time to think, what is my dad gonna do after that? He's never had the courage to own his own business, but maybe that's just been the thing. He's never had the, he's never had the courage to own his own business. But what if he had a son that was very motivated, very passionate, eager. very eager to want to help him out, or just start your own business with him? Maybe that's what my destiny in life is. Maybe mm-hmm. my destiny in life. Maybe the reason why I was born, because believe me. I doubt my dad said, "Hey, look, I'm gonna, I want to have a son. Hey, let's have a son." Blah blah blah. Nine <laughs> months later, tan tan. No, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And maybe, maybe, maybe. Here's the thing. I don't. Can't say I do or don't believe in a god. Can't believe. I can't say that I do or don't believe in karma. But maybe I was put in this earth to help my dad out. Okay. You know, my 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 dad. He came to this country. He he doesn't have a four hundred one k. He doesn't have a retirement plan. He doesn't have uh a business he can fall back on or in the only thing he has is a couple of investments in Mexico. He owns a couple, as far as I'm aware, a couple land out there that he can sell and make, you know, make yeah. some money. But how long is he going to survive off that money for? You know, maybe, maybe that's where I come in. Maybe, maybe I was put into this earth to take care of him, to help maybe help him create his own business. If not create his own business for me to create my own business, for us to be financially stable to so that I can be able to take care of him and my mom. And I do think about these things. 
You know, this is why I try to stay focused. This is why I try not to even have kids. You know, I'm not saying having kids is bad, but it is harder to follow your own dreams when you have kids on the side. And I'm not ready for that. I want to take care of my future first. Then have, then kids. have the kids. Yeah. Exactly. Do you... Um feel like you would you would have kids in the future after yeah here's the well that's a different conversation for a different time but if i can summarize it real quick let's just say that obviously to have kids you need to be have, find that special well i guess i guess you don't necessarily have to but i personally would love to find that special one that i can settle down and you know, build a family. Yeah, with, for sure. You know, for you sure. know, just like you've have found your one. Like I would love to find my one. You know, you only yeah. hear a lot of guys, guys say that, but you know, deep down inside, most guys would love to find. Yeah, would yeah. like to find I, that yeah, one. I think, yeah, you know, yeah. most guys would like to, whether they want to admit it or not, to settle down and find that one person that that completes them, and you can grow and start a family with. I would like to have that. I would like, but at the same time, I'm prepared to stay single i'm not going to settle for just anyone i really need to find that one individual that's going to really fulfill me or i'm probably not going to get married and i won't say maybe not have kids but i'll probably still have kids you know through what's the what's that a surge surgery uh yeah surrogate sorry yeah uh i'll probably have kids that way if i can't find the one by like 40 you know um but yeah sooner or later i do plan on having kids to answer to answer your question yeah. Yeah. yeah All right, now, um, before I end the show, um, I wanted to ask you, um, what do you think uh, about your sister becoming a doctor? How, how do you feel? Like, what does that make you feel? Dang. Like, obviously, you have to be proud of her, right? I mean, I'm proud of her. 100%. That's the fucking American dream right there. Think Word, about right? it. Think about it. Think about it. I'm Lock. thinking about it. Check this out. You're Checking. talking about a Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> a Mexican. Okay. Born out in Mexico City, broke as a motherfucker. No, he was actually born in Aguascalientes, my dad. Yeah. Went to, moved to Mexico City. I don't know how old he was, maybe five years old. He's the oldest brother. Yeah. Oldest brother out of five. Six of you include the, his sister that passed away at a very young age. Uh-huh. Six of them. He's the oldest one. Broke. To the point where I remember he would, I remember him telling me that his roof wasn't even a roof. It was a piece of metal. And when it would rain, he can hear the hear raindrops. The, yeah. mm-hmm. That's how broke he was. Mm-hmm. You're telling me a guy like that can change his life around to the point where most people that are his age just stay in Mexico City and just settle for the lifestyle. He said, no, this isn't the lifestyle for me. I'm going to better my lifestyle one way or another. Started grinding at the age of I don't know, seven years old, mm-hmm. uh, bagging groceries for people at the grocery stores, making money that way, yeah, yeah. gambling, playing marbles, uh-huh. trying to get as much money as possible, saving up enough money to be able to go to the United States with, there was only one family member out here, brought him over, he went over there, not only that, came over here, made a, started working hard, life, started working, started, started making a life, started grinding then brought a couple of his brothers over, which, by the way, one brother that he brought over is now the VP of Carl's Jr. That's one nice. chair yeah. underneath the CEO. That's dope. You know, he struggled just as much as my dad to get over here. Uh-huh. As a matter of fact, he got caught by Border Patrol two times. Yeah. He didn't make it till the third time. He's well, now over now. here grinding, doing his thing, which, by the way, I love him to death. I always tell my dad that I, I actually love 
that's a different conversation for a different time too. But my uncle Enrique, I, I, I love him just as much as I love my dad. Like he was, believe me, he, I, I love you, Theo. I, Omar, you're my Theo. Yeah, yeah. I love me, Theo Javier. My Theo Javier is my Theo. But this is, he's my Theo too. But I, I feel like you have like, uh, he, he did so much for me. Yeah. He did so much. He did, he did for me almost as much as my own dad did for me. Mm-hmm. The different conversation for a different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to say is they came over here. He put his son through college, UNLV. My dad, maybe not financially, maybe we need to help. Maybe he needed help from, uh, from through financial aid and yeah. the government. But he was able to put his daughter through, through uh, college. She's one year away from being a doctor. That's so sick. It doesn't get better than that. She's That's one, something that, that bro. She is one year from being a doctor and one month from getting married. Yeah, literally a month from today. And I'm super and super excited about that. I mean, I'm not super excited, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of her as in the sense of who she has found. I look at my friends. <laughs> believe me, I would not want my sister to marry any of my friends <laughs> <laughs> I, I i look at the she's marrying a guy named Rich, uh, for those the for those don't know she's marrying a guy named richard mm-hmm. guy is super awesome uh very humble individual very hardworking. the guy the guy's cool cool when i was younger i remember i would look up to him a lot now that i'm older i'm not saying i don't look up to him any, any, anymore um but we we work we're, we're cool we're, we're cool and i really look at him like damn like this guy He's, he really got his shit together. Yeah. He yeah, really got yeah, his shit, he which he's, I'll put it to you like this. He's more mature than, way more mature than I ever was at mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. You know, maybe now I'm close to as mature as he is, but shit, I'm still learning things about life from him. You know, which as I always will, because he's older than me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm really proud for both of them. I'm I'm, I'm happy because I really like Richard, whether, whether he marries my sister or not i still think he's a cool individual and i would still consider him a friend and i'm really happy for both of them i'm happy for my sister for finding him and i'm fine i'm happy for him as a friend for finding my sister how's that yeah yeah and 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 happy for her becoming a doctor pretty soon man yeah that's 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 super that's pretty dope man. that's the american dream right there you have you have somebody that had nothing come to this country and build a family potentially will build a family that will have something. How's that? Yeah, that's that's good shit, that? man. That is that's that's great. You know, and you go my, my sister, hopefully a doctor. Me, we'll see what the fuck happens with me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think you'd be pretty. Uh, I'll let I'll let you talk about. Yeah, it. yeah. Talk well, about we can myself. talk about it on the next uh, on the next uh, episode. Um, but um, actually, this episode is uh, coming to an end. Before that, I want I wanted to ask you: uh, Do you have any questions for me? Well, my only question is, can you invite me again for another podcast? Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can come probably... any fucking time you want. Let me know. I am. I doubted I'm going to have a next guest. You know, like I, I doubted I have a fucking schedule to see like, oh, you know, I have the next person coming next week <laughs> or this and that. I'm still at a point that I'm asking people like, yo, like come through the fucking, you know, to the show, through the podcast and, you know, conversate with me a little bit, talk with me and then, 
you know, all we're doing here is just um, recording a fucking conversation that me and you are having, you know, or you and I. It's been it's been super dope, super yeah. fun. It's a, I think the reason why I enjoy it, I enjoyed this so much is mm-hmm. when I was younger, I always wanted to start my own YouTube channel. I okay, just never okay. had I just never had the courage. I never yeah. had the confidence. Maybe if I had the confidence that I have now at the age of, let's say, 17, 16, I would have done it. Mm-hmm. But I never did. And it was because for whatever reason. But I think that's why that's why I enjoyed it. I always wanted, you know, get my thoughts out there, speak to people. Yeah. You know, speak to you. And yeah. it's been it's been really fun. It's been really exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you no for doubt. having me over. No doubt. Thank you. Um, well yeah, guys, uh, we're about to end this and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. This was uh quite a long episode. Um, so hope to see you guys uh, next time. And, uh, Derek, again, thanks for coming through and, um, hopefully I would have you, uh, more times on the, on the show, man. It's my pleasure. All right, man. With that said, uh, I'm gonna leave you guys with this outro and, uh, I'll see you guys, uh, next week. Hey.